0: is the world in brief from the economist Our top stories Israel's prime minister, Naftali Bennett, and foreign minister, Yair Lapid, agreed to dissolve parliament, triggering new elections. If the deal is approved in a Knesset vote next week, Mr. Lapid would become caretaker prime minister until a poll can be organized. In a statement, the two men said the decision was made after, quote, attempts to stabilise the coalition were exhausted. The forthcoming general election will be Israel's fifth in less than four years. Ursula von der Leyen, the president of the European Commission, told EU members they must not renege on their plans to reduce the use of fossil fuels. Since Russia cut gas flows last week, Austria, Germany and the Netherlands have suggested that restarting coal-fired plants could help them tackle energy shortages. EU officials are worried that Russia could reduce supplies further before the winter. Josip Borrell, the EU's foreign policy chief, called Russia's blockade of Ukrainian grain exports a, quote, war crime. He called on Russia to end its blockade, saying it is, quote, inconceivable, that people are starving while wheat sits in Ukraine. Volodymyr Zelensky echoed the sentiment, calling Africa a, quote, hostage in the conflict, as food prices on the continent soar. Ukraine's president also said he expected Russia to intensify attacks on his country ahead of the EU decision on whether Ukraine should receive candidate status to join the bloc. Moscow has threatened to retaliate against Lithuania after the Baltic state halted the rail transport of some Russian goods under EU sanctions to the exclave of Kaliningrad. The ban prevents some Russian cargo from moving across Lithuania by train. Lithuania says it is enforcing EU sanctions, which came into force on June 17th. Russia called the move, quote, openly hostile. José Mauro Coelho, the chief executive of Petrobras, the Brazilian state oil company, resigned after just two months in the job. The price of petrol has risen more than 25% since June 2021, and last week Brazilian's president, Jair Bolsonaro, said that prices should not rise further, shortly before the company raised its prices again. Two previous bosses were also forced out after disputes with Mr. Bolsonaro. At least 13 people were killed in an attack on a bus in northern Syria, according to the country's defence ministry. Islamic State claimed responsibility. Among the dead in Raqqa were 11 soldiers and two civilians. Meanwhile, Mali's government said jihadists killed 132 civilians in several attacks over the weekend. In February, France declared it would withdraw its troops from the country after nearly a decade fighting militants there. A court in Japan dismissed a claim that the country's ban on same-sex marriages was, quote, unconstitutional. Despite most of the population approving of same-sex marriages or civil unions, Japan is the only country in the G7, a group of big economies, not to allow them. Last week, the local government in Tokyo, the capital, passed legislation that gave some partnership rights to same-sex couples. And fact of the day. 58%, the record turnout in Colombia's presidential election, in which 50.4% of voters picked the winner, Gustavo Petro.
1: And now, here's a deeper look at the day ahead. More protests in India Agnipath, an army recruitment scheme launched in India last week, translates to, quote, path of fire. Thousands of young men are interpreting that literally, setting trains and other government property ablaze in unrelenting nationwide protests. On Monday, over 500 train journeys were cancelled across the country. Would-be army recruits are furious that the government will employ new soldiers on fixed four-year contracts without the pensions or other benefits that come with permanent posts. The military establishment is also angry. Short-term hires may lack the motivation of permanent ones. But India's ruling Bharatiya Janata Party has doubled down, declaring that applications from anyone protesting will be rejected. With pensions and salaries accounting for nearly two-thirds of India's defense budget, the BJP's intransigence is understandable. From all that, it could melt away if the protests develop into an organized, sustained movement. The last time the BJP faced one, over agriculture reforms, it backed down. America's Xinjiang Ban The evidence that China's government is imprisoning Uyghurs and other ethnic minorities in the far western region of Xinjiang is overwhelming. Often, people are forced to work in factories and fields which produce around 40% of the world's polysilicon which is used in solar panels, and one-fifth of the world's cotton. Western governments, including America's, have imposed sanctions on officials involved. But activists argue that the consumption of Xinjiang's products implicitly supports the abuses. On Tuesday, American legislation intended to reduce it comes into effect. The Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act bans imports of all goods from Xinjiang unless importers can prove with a, quote, very high level of evidence that they are untainted by forced labor. That will be difficult. Some companies have complained that the new rules are too burdensome. Patagonia, a clothing company which voluntarily stopped using materials from Xinjiang in 2020, phased out some products because it couldn't find replacement fabrics. That is a small sacrifice for such a cause. Britain's Rail Union Downs Tools Once Again Strikes have become rare in Britain. In 2019, just 234,000 working days were lost to industrial action, well below the post war peak of 29 million in 1979. But the number threatens to rise. On Tuesday, more than 40,000 members of the National Union of Rail, Maritime, and Transport Workers will walk out. It will cause chaos on the country's railways. Officials are warning Britons to avoid traveling unless absolutely necessary. Further strikes are planned on Thursday and Saturday. The walkouts are likely to be the first of many. The RMT is reported to be seeking a pay raise of 7%. But Network Rail, a public sector company, has offered 2%, plus two further increases of 0.5%. Inflation in Britain was 7.8% in April. Transport strikes are much less disruptive than they used to be as more Britons work from home. Rail travel on weekdays is still only 85-90% to of its pre-COVID level. To have the desired effect, then, unions may have to up their strike frequency. A Step Forward for Women in Tech Women in tech have always faced an uphill battle. The five biggest tech companies, Apple, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, and Tesla, all employ far more men than women. At Google, 67% of employees are men, and women tend to be paid less for equivalent roles. Now female employees at Google in California are in line for compensation. On Tuesday, a judge will decide whether to approve a $118 million payment that Google has proposed to settle a class-action lawsuit brought by 15,000 of its female workers. The women allege that the company systematically underpaid female employees from 2013 to 2017. Google, which has not admitted wrongdoing, has also agreed to external audits of its hiring and pay practices. A lawyer for the Google plaintiffs says the settlement, quote, will be precedent-setting for the industry. Although workers and other tech firms have started to raise their voices against gender discrimination, they have obtained few results so far. Lawsuits at Microsoft and Twitter have failed. A win at Google, then, would be welcome. (laughs) Climate change hits Yellowstone. Last year, 4.9 million people visited Yellowstone National Park to gaze upon its stunning geysers and plentiful fauna. But after huge floods, the park, which is mostly in Wyoming, has been closed since June 13th. On Wednesday, it will reopen, but only partially, with visitor numbers limited and some parts remaining closed. As well as damaging Yellowstone's ecosystems, such disasters take a financial toll. Entrance fees to the park bring in around $8.8 million per year. Closures in the busy summer months will reduce that. And estimates of the cost to fix damage done by the floods run to at least $1 billion. The recent closure could be a glimpse into Yellowstone's future. Because extreme weather events will be more likely as the climate changes, as part of the repairs, the National Park Service, which runs Yellowstone, must include protection against future disasters. That will take time and will not be cheap. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 Hours BST on Friday to Espresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Tuesday. Which song by Tammy Wynette was ranked number 1 in country music television's list of greatest country songs in a 2003 poll? Monday. Which performer in the Star Wars movies was the daughter of Debbie Reynolds, an actress and singer? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Jean-Paul Sartre, who was born on this day in 1905. Words are loaded pistols. That's the World in Brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week,